...exhausted as she stumbled on the smooth, carefully raked gravel path. Her heart was in danger of tearing in half. James, here, at Deer Park. She pushed away the fear, straightening of her own accord. Adelaide could be a good deal stronger than Tristan believed her, than her mother painted her. So silly of me, she murmured, smiling as she tucked her hand once more into the crook of her husband's arm, firming her step, indicating with a nod that they continue their usual morning walk. Minutely managed and predictable. Around the path that bordered the maze, over the little bridge and across the lawn, skirting the deer park beyond the iron-gated border to the dower house where her mother would be waiting. Keeping up the pretense of recovery in response to his troubled gaze, she added, Really, I'm perfectly fine. How many times had she made similar reassurances? Of course, she hadn't been fine when Tristan had made her mistress of Deer Park three years before, a marriage offer she'd only accepted because she believed she'd be dead of grief within the twelve-month. And if not dead than at least free of her mother, neither had happened. So James has left Milan. She forced herself to say his name. It came out as a faint thread of sound. James. He needed to stay far across sea and land if she were to have any peace in this life. James's father died three months ago so of course he must return from the continent and take up his responsibilities at Dingley Hall. Tristan stopped and put his hands on her shoulders to study her more closely. Darling, you're very pale. Perhaps we should call Dr. Stanhope. No! She truncated the hysteria in her response, adding with commendable calm, Please, let us carry on. Tristan was clearly not convinced by her assurances, but he returned to his commentary as they walked sedately through Deer Park's beautiful gardens. James's standing has changed with his father's death, and now that his book has become a sensation, so have his fortunes. He'll be able to put to rights all that his father almost destroyed through his love of gaming. He gave a half-laugh. I'm told my old friend is nearly as famous as those fellows up in the lakes. I dare say I should read The Maid of Milan before he arrives. Perhaps you'd enjoy it, Addy. The Maid of Milan. Dear God. An image of herself and James, naked limbs entwined upon a vast expanse of white linen tablecloth in the Villa Cossi after the guests had gone, seared her brain. No. She was getting beyond herself. James had continued living in Milan with Hortense, the wife he despised. Of course, there'd have been other women after Adelaide had been dragged, screaming from James's arms. Adelaide could not be James's maid of Milan, not after the terrible finale to their affair. In three years, Adelaide had heard nothing from him. Nothing except that one terrible, terrible letter. She nodded weakly, forcing herself back to the here and now, noticing Tristan's limp was more pronounced than usual. 
He hated his disability while embracing Adelaide's weakness. She clenched her gloved hands, breathing away the panic, about to quiz him on his health when he forestalled her, the normal resolve of his firm mouth sweetened by reminiscence. I haven't seen James since his marriage to Hortense, and they were newlyweds, just like Cassandra and I. Trying to calm her breathing, Adelaide studied her husband's strong, handsome profile for some sign that he was testing her. The fear of losing Tristan's high regard was always with her now. How much easier it had been when she'd felt only indifference towards her husband. But he was not testing her. Of course not, for he believed Adelaide as pure as the driven snow and as delicate as a porcelain vase. Why would he question her when she'd been so very careful?